Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan with special guest host Trevor Tkach from Traverse City Tourism. The National Cherry Festival was one of the biggest events to date post-COVID cancellations. It reminded us of all the things there are to do in northern Michigan, like enjoying cherry pies and sparkling wines, award-winning distilled products, challenging golf, and of course, world-class events like the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival. We travel Michigan next from Traverse City, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. It's good to be back with you again this week, especially since we are in beautiful Traverse City, Michigan, and uh, back with our co-host, our occasional co-host, of Tra Trevor Takash <laughs> from Traverse City Tourism. It has been a long time, Trevor. A reoccurring co-host. Reoccurring. You, well, you have probably <laughs> co-hosted this program more than uh, most people. Uh, my picture's on the wall down in the it studio. Is. Yeah. I, I mm -hmm. keep it on, on my, uh, my wall as well. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome back. It's good to be back in this great town. Uh, looks like things are, are all coming back here in oh, Traverse City. It's just beautiful. You know, the weather has been perfect. People are in good spirits. It's a real uh, treat to be back uh, coming together and celebrating once again. Well, it's uh, so cool to be back here. And I know the uh, the great National Cherry Festival went off really well. I enjoyed that fireworks display. It was spectacular and the weekend that we spent there. So now people are uh, going to be able to come back all summer long to enjoy all the things there are to see and do in this great town and one of the things people love to do when they travel is eat mm -hmm. and they love eating at really great places <laughs> well we're known for our cherries here right 75% of the nation's tart cherry crop is grown here in Michigan uh, and a lot of those cherries end up in these delicious pies that come from Grand Traverse Pie Company and my good friend Mike Busley is here uh, founder uh, with his family beautiful mm -hmm. family that put this online many many years ago and my family has gotten to know him over the years because uh, very few people will get up at six o'clock in the morning to do a TV segment for Make and Bake Pies at yes. the Cherry Festival. My family did, though, and we always had a good time with Mike, and it's good to see you today, well, Mike. Great to be here, Trevor and Dave. Great to be here. Well, thanks for being with us, and, and you know, thanks for everything that uh, you and Denise and the family have done. You know, we're going to talk about Grand Traverse Pie Company, but I just have to say, I know you've been involved in so many charitable uh, projects, and uh, you know, you guys really epitomize what, what small business and private business, I think, should do, mm -hmm. is uh, when you when you do well, you know, try to give back. You've done such a great job. Well, we've been blessed with the uh, loyalty uh, for the last 25 years. I mean, this is our 25th anniversary year, and it's amazing how time flies. But maybe three or four years in, Denise started mentoring kids, junior achievement, mentoring some foster youth. And when you, when you learn about some of the, the bad hands that some of these kids have been dealt in life anywhere, any demographic, any part of the state, and you see how how the life is somewhat stacked against them, how can you not try to help? And fortunately, over the years, our ability to help has grown as our, as <clears throat> along with our business. But our passion to actually make a difference in, in kids' lives uh, is, is just grown too. So 
we try to do what we can. We feel like, like you just said, Dave, that's kind of the responsibility and obligation that, that business should have uh, to help the experts in the community that are out there working hard every day. If we can help shine a light on what they're doing, fuel their, their uh, energies a little bit, uh, we think that makes a difference. How, how can people find out more about uh, the program that you're involved with? Is there a website people can go to? Well, yeah, there's a few. Um, I'll just name three. Uh, Oakland County Care House down in Oakland County deals with uh, prevention and treatment of child abuse. Uh, Small Talk in Ingham and Eaton County and Traverse Bay Children's Advocacy Center up here. And there was all three organizations. The names are different, but they all serve the same purpose, is to be an advocacy center in the community to help to help rally around children, prevention and treatment and healing of abuse. And it's amazing the, don't want to be negative here, but how much of that happens oh, sure. in our in our neighborhoods and our state. You bet. So again, we want to be part of the solution, but sometimes you almost have to sh expose the problem to do that. Yeah. So there's information on those websites to f to help healthy boundaries for kids, how to how to raise your kids, how to answer certain questions, different resources if you have any questions about what might be going on that you don't understand a different your your child starting to behave differently, you don't really know why. There's people out there that can help in those organizations and others across the state. Well, I think people might be surprised <clears throat> to hear how many times small business gets behind efforts like this. And in this last year, our small businesses really struggled, you know, like everybody yeah. else, COVID just really knocked everybody down. And now things are starting to open back up. What's happening with Grand Traverse Pie Company here in Traverse City? Well, you mentioned Cherry Festival. Uh, I was just mentioning to Trevor, this last Cherry Festival we had was our busiest week of our 25 years. Mm. So to, that, that kind of indicates in terms of guest visits and, and overall sales in this region, up in the northern Michigan region, is what I'm talking about, is um, it's coming back strong. Yeah. Very strong. The, it puts a, a, a strain on all of us, I think, because we didn't, it's hard to plan. The last 15 months have been hard to plan, and now as we come out, we want to keep up with the wave that's, that's happening. We ask for patience and kindness. Yeah. We're trying our best. We're asking everybody to stay positive, and we'll, we're, we're trying our best in terms of the hours of operation and, and, and the time it takes to serve everybody. Well, I was really happy to see the second store open downtown because you have two stores, two yeah. Grand Traverse Pie Companies, like within just a couple blocks of yeah. each other, Yeah. and that's really cool to see open. But you're not open every day because Five of these days, uh, mainly breakfast and lunch, just because we, we don't want to strain our people. We have to be sensitive. They want to have a... a a good quality of life in the summer, just like all of us. So we got to be balance that good opportunity, but not don't put them under too much stress because it is still stressful times up here. Oh, you bet. Well, it's it's good to see you're open. Good to see you're doing well. And uh, Thank you. what's the website for Grand Traverse Pie Company? www.gtpie.com. Gtpie.com is the uh, website. So great to see you, and uh, so great to uh, know that you're still baking up those pies. Oh, yeah. You know, the thing is, Trevor, you know this. You know what the number one uh, item that they sell at Grand Traverse Pie Company is? I mean, I would be guessing, but I'd say the cherry crumb pie because no. it's my favorite. No. <laughs> Mike, what is it? Chicken pot pie. There you go. Chicken pot pie. Well, the, I'm a vegetarian. This the, is impressive. <laughs> the, the, the things you learn here, yeah. isn't it? You don't eat chicken? Because that's the thing. List. You know, no. Grand Traverse Pie Company, they, they serve all these great pies, yeah. but one of them is that, you know, that chicken yeah. pot pie and mm -hmm. so much more. Very good. Uh, thank you, Mike Busley from thank Grand you, Traverse Pie Company. Good to see you. Um, we are uh, at uh, Traverse City. We're at the Hotel Indigo. And you really need to check this place out. It's just fantastic. We've been here uh, for the last couple of days, really enjoying it. Uh, Traverse City is the place you really want to go to, so make sure you do that soon. Uh, we're going to be back and learn more about the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan with guest host Trevor Tkach from Traverse City Tourism. Here we are in downtown Traverse City at the Hotel Indigo. Uh, what a great place, by the way. If you're looking to uh, stay in the downtown area of Traverse City, talk about a place that is right on the water. I mean, you're right on the, the main drag and you're looking over the beautiful bay. Is this West, West Bay? It is. West Bay. The west arm of Grand Traverse Bay. I saw several of those boats that should be mine out there. and They, <laughs> they can all be yours. Fabulous. They can be all mine, <laughs> can't they? They sure could be. Well, of course, uh, some of those you actually can get a, a ride in, so mm -hmm. I need to check out that tall ship and some of the other opportunities on my next visit to Traverse City. But um, I tell you what, um, on my next visit to Traverse City, I very may well be going to the place we're going to be talking about next because we have uh, something here in Traverse City that is world-class, and I bet a lot of people don't even know about it yet. Mm -mm. I agree. So the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival, the, the, the horse shows, as we call it here in Traverse City, uh, is, has become a really big part of the, the brand and the fabric of our community. Uh, I got to know Matt Morrissey, who's with us today, a few years back when I was starting uh, in my position with Traverse City Tourism. We were talking about economic impact of this event, and it truly is amazing uh, how, how powerful this is not only from a cultural uh, aspect of bringing people to town and introducing this this type of entertainment this type of competition to our uh, to our community but the the economic impact at that point Matt and correct me if I'm wrong was over 125 million dollars and that's a that's a lot of money for a small community right so this is has been a big part and, and it you know it can kind of happen uh, unknown to most. So we, we work hard to introduce this to the rest of the world and the community to help them understand and appreciate it. But Matt, it's great to have you here. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what's happening with, with your operations and what's going on in Traverse City this year. Well, thanks Trevor and Dave for having, having me on today. Um, as you know, we're full swing at the horse show. Hmm. We're, we're having a banner year, record year. We did some expansion. Um, we're up about 40% from last year. Uh, we, we were able to operate in COVID, which was um, great for us because we got a lot of people from the Western United States that came out, saw it, went back, showed in the winter in California, Oregon, and they brought all their friends with them this year. Um, it's amazing. Uh, we're we're full to the gills with horses. <laughs> well, man, I, I, last summer I was lucky enough to be able to uh, see what you do over there at the Equestrian Festival. Went uh, in with a TV crew. We, we knew that uh, you weren't able to take guests, as you still aren't right now. You're not able to take guests in right now. But in September, I hear there's a possibility. So we'll talk about that in a second. But I have to tell you, I was, I was so impressed. I didn't know what I was going to see until I got there. Can you try to describe that, that environment? Because it is awesome. Yeah, so we have seven competition rings that run Wednesday through Sunday. We have classes from, you know, a four or five-year-old on a, a little pony all the way up to uh, senior citizens. And, and the experience level from a novice beginner all the way to Olympic riders right now, um, we have a lot of riders coming back and forth to Traverse City from Europe because that's where the Olympic trials are, determining if they're riding for their team. So um, you can see Olympic gold medalists right here on, on a Sunday in Traverse City at our event. So the, um, the facility is on, it's on 72, right? Um, just, uh, what is that, east of Traverse City? 
Yeah, we're actually in uh, Acme Township, Williamsburg. We're off of Bates Road. It's about halfway in between the mire and the casino right. off of 72. Yeah, and and so when you when you get there, uh, let's say in September, because it looks like you're going to be able to uh, have fans come, you, you drive in, you, you get your, your spot, uh, get your tickets, and then do you walk around the facility then and you see the various uh, locations? Yeah, you can walk around the, the facility, see the various locations. Our, our Grand Prix ring is, is where you want to be on, on the Sunday. Watch the top end show jumping. They're jumping, you know, jumps from five foot nine to six foot in height. And those are your, your top sh uh, level show jumpers uh, competing for top prize money. Um, now, I have never been, um, you know, I just, I don't have a background in watching this sport. So uh, tell us the different types of competition that happen there. Well, we have three main disciplines that happen with these events, uh, hunter, jumper, and equitation. Uh, the equitation is for junior riders to kind of develop their skill set, um, their form, so to speak. Uh, they're judged on their riding, not necessarily the quality of their horse, but they're judged. Um, whereas the hunters, it's they're judged on your riding ability plus your horse, how mm. nice it looks, how, how well it jumps. Um, and then the jumpers are just strictly based on time and knocking poles down. So you want to go fast and you want to go clear in the jumpers. And so, um, having never been to one of these things before, I was able to, to watch and uh, in one of the rings, and it probably was in this real big competition area where you saw the, the horse and rider go through kind of like a, uh, a gauntlet of uh, different uh, areas where you jump. And I guess it, I'd never seen anything like that. What, what is that? That's, that's the actual, what, what do you call that again? So, what you're describing is the actual course, the course designer who comes in from all across the, the world. Every week we have a different one from a different region. Uh, they set the course up. You know, it's usually, say, 15 to 17 different jumps or obstacles. Um, you really have to know the course before going in. You know, obviously with time, you, you're jumping and you're already thinking the next jump. Um, you know, he does various things, mixes colors, adds imitation water to kind of trick the horses. Um, so it's, it's really, like you said, it's a gauntlet for them mm -hmm. to compete. Yeah. Well, I was just impressed with the entire uh, place because you see teams in various places and they have their trailers and their horses and they're prepping them. They're, they're making sure they look fantastic. And of course, all the riders are all on the, the proper regalia. They, they look like they're ready to go. And, and this wasn't even in a, a, you know, a normal year. So like right now, for somebody to watch what's happening there this summer, uh, where do they go uh, to, to find the shows? So they can go to TraverseCityHorseShows.com, and we have a live stream of every single competition ring all day, every day, Wednesday, or Wednesday through Sunday. Really, our top competitions are uh, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, roughly 2 o'clock those times so that's really when you want to tune in and you can watch those top level Olympic riders and you know for the the uh, virtual um, you know watching right now do you record them as well so they can be watched later on or are they all live and you need to watch them live so we do have them live we also have them on demand um, you do have to log when you log in go further into the website but you can see 
classes uh, on demand as well. Well, and these we should make it clear because this this event basically goes all summer now. You started when in July. We actually started in June. We oh, started wow. June 9th. We run three weeks in June, all of July, a couple weeks in August, and then again in September. And we're uh, looking to add some more here, too, with some other disciplines like dressage and AQHA Western events. So. Dressage is the only discipline I actually knew, so, so that's why it threw, threw me all off. I was just so impressed, and I can't wait to be able to go back as a spectator. So it looks like we're going to be able to do that in September. Absolutely. So um, how can we find out more? Website is, as well? Yeah. The okay. tickets will be on TraverseCityHorseShows.com. So that website, TraverseCityHorseShows.com is the website to go to. And, uh, folks, I have to tell you, um, you don't have to be a big fan of this sport to really enjoy it. I just thought the overall... Uh, atmosphere was just really awesome to be a part of it. Uh, was able to get into one of the uh, the tents where they had meals, and let me tell you, that was pretty spectacular too. <laughs> uh, you know that Traverse City flavor came yeah. out, Traverse. So and it it's really only gotten something. better since last you were there. So when you come back to town, we're going to bring you down there, and we're going to have some fun. Sounds good. Well, I and I'm I'm hoping to see a lot of uh, our listeners there in September because this is something that you're not going to find at many places in the country. Uh, it truly is a, that spectacular. Uh, this is a world-class event. And here it is, right in Michigan, right in Traverse City, Michigan. Right. Matt, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Matt Morrissey from Great Lakes Equestrian Festival. So that website is TraverseCityHorseShows.com, where you can find out more. And, of course, you can always go to Traverse City's uh, website, Traverse City Tourism website. Yeah, TraverseCity.com. Very easy to find out more. Uh, i tell you what, we're going to come right back. We're going to learn about uh, some of the other uh, activities and and uh, things to eat and drink next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan here in beautiful downtown Traverse City at uh, the Hotel Indigo. Right in the front lobby, all of our fans are here. Uh, and if you hear you know, <laughs> crickets, that's probably why. <laughs> no, actually, you know, it's really nice being here on downtown Traverse City. It's um, it's always great being here. Uh, here with Trevor DeCotch from Traverse City Tourism. You know, you get to live here all the time. I do. You yes. know, what a thing. <laughs> I'm a very lucky person. Yeah, you really I are. I don't take it for granted. So this summer, I know uh, people are uh, already, uh, it's been very obvious that people are coming back. They can't wait to be back in what they really love and in this town and doing the things that they love to do when they're here. You know, we were kind of lucky. Northern Michigan, during uh, the whole pandemic, uh, people were looking for wide open space. And that's what Northern Michigan offers. You know, it's we've got sophistication, but it's still very rural. And so we had an opportunity to keep the wheels moving, even if they were a little bit slower uh, during the pandemic. But as things have come back online, uh, our uh, great business community was prepared to hop right back into it. And we've got two uh, amazing businesses here that we're going to talk about that I think have met the mark uh, all throughout it. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, this, this community did a great job during COVID. And of course, we're still going through it. So let me just make my quick little pitch. If you have not had your vaccination yet, 
please do that. I mean, it's gotten us to the point where we can start to travel again and get our lives back to normal. So please consider that because you're going to want to come up to Traverse City, enjoy all the things there are to see and do here, the great retail, the, the great nature experiences, the fantastic food. And this is the place, you could probably say, this is one of the two places, I guess, where the craft kind of revolution took over for adult beverages. You think about it, you know, that southwest area mm -hmm. of the Lower Peninsula and this Grand Traverse area, probably first with wine, distilled products, craft mm -hmm. beer. You know, look what's happened here. Well, if you go back far enough, uh, uh, hops were being grown uh, around the same time cherries were first being planted. Really? Up here. It's been a, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been known for our drinking culture, well, responsible drinking culture yeah, for you quite see a while. It. Well, and you see it all over right now, hops everywhere. But uh, we're going to have a couple of guests. We're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about sparkling wines, and we're going to talk about distilled products as well. That's right. And, you know, Michigan has the second most diverse agriculture of all 50 states. And that's not just the food, but we use those ingredients to make amazing beverages and sparkling wine uh, from Mobby and the uh, distilled beverages from Ironfish are two great examples of what we have in the Traverse City area and today we've got uh, Richard Anderson with us from Ironfish and we've got Mike Lang from Mobby uh, Sparkling Wines and guys it's so good to see you uh, with us uh, in a building with masks off it's yeah. so much fun <laughs> uh, and you both have amazing stories to tell and Richard maybe you could kick it off and I've heard this story about how you, you, you came to bring this uh, amazing business on Line, and maybe you could shed some light on that for our listeners. Well, first, thank thank you very much, and um, it's an honor for us to be here because we're we're kind of new to the craft beverage scene, uh, entering our into our fifth year, and to be sitting next to uh, what really is the the dean of of winemaking here in Michigan, um, the Mobby brand, and what they brought in terms of quality and distinction. Um, you're right, this region now is the home of, of, of many craft uh, breweries. Uh, we're one of four or five craft distilleries in this region, and of course the wineries, which, uh, which, which, which uh, I always say that, you know, in about 300 years, this is going to be an amazing, uh, <laughs> this is gonna be, you know, we're going we're gonna to rival uh, Scotland uh, as, and, and southern France as it relates to, uh, to, to that depth of history. But we're a 120-acre farm. Um, we're growing wheat and rye, uh, which is, are the two grains. We work also with seven other farms, um, harvest all of that uh, as winter grains uh, uh, coming up right now in August. And uh, uh, that all is aged in spirits that uh, have uh, been patiently waiting in one of our three rick houses uh, at Ironfish. And actually this August, we're releasing the first spirits um, produced from grain grown on our property in 2015. So. Mike sounds like a, a same as the wine wine business, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, why, don't you, why don't you tell us that too, Mike? Because uh, you know, Mobby is uh, really Mike Lane from Mobby Sparkling, uh, and and, you're, and Richard was right. I mean, you guys, you know, were the trendsetters, and you really you you found your niche in the wine world here, and you've stuck with it, and you've become the best. I think certainly here, maybe one of the best in the country. Well, thanks. We appreciate those kind words and. Thanks for having us today. Um, we're, we're, I'm honored uh, to, to, be, to be telling the Mobby story. Um, this will be my 15th harvest this year, so I'm not, wow. I'm not a rookie, but, uh, but, but certainly the Mobby, Mobby name and history goes back long before, before my time up here. But uh, yeah, Larry, Larry Mobby um, uh, was mentored by him, um, learned winemaking from him. Uh, really, his, his, his great vision is uh is marketing and um and and the story of mobby and who we are and um 
sparkling wine, we believe, is, is right. It's, it's the right style of wine for this region. Uh, we don't have a lot of heat. Uh, it's hot today, but uh, we don't have a lot of heat in general. If you compare us to other winemaking regions, yeah, right. our yields are, are lower. Um, so all of all of those reasons um, are, can be distilled down to mm. uh, the reason why we we chose to focus on sparkling you know, I, wine. I hear a lot about you know because this area is in the 45th parallel, it seems to be really uniquely you know um, you know positioned to to grow the white right grapes or or whatever the the products you need to to have to. To, to source the the wine or the distilled products or whatever you're making for us it's it's more the lake than the parallel if there were no lake we would be just as cold as north dakota here mm -hmm. so the lake moderates all of our temperatures it, uh, it keeps us cooler in the spring to keep the buds um, dormant mm -hmm. from budding out if they bud out too early we'll get frost we did get a little frost this year cherry farmers felt that as well uh, and then it keeps things warmer in the fall and that's really when you get the great ripening for grapes uh, 18 and 19 not so great the best vintage recently is 17 it was very warm late into the fall um, so anyway the lake is is the key well, let's let's um, talk about the experience when you when when we come to your place because you know that's a big deal for me. You you can purchase your products at the stores. You know, Myra offers you know all these Michigan wines and, and distilled products and craft beer and all that. But if you want the experience of going to one of these places, talking to you guys and your, the experts um, at your two places, let's talk about that experience. What do people see, find when they come to your place uh, to Iron Fish, Richard? Well. I think this is the quintessential um, experience for whiskey drinkers, uh, for sure, because uh, if you come and plan your visit to northern Michigan, um, check out our website, maybe grab a tour. Um, on that tour, you would, uh, to, get, to get to our location, you'd come down a dirt road. You might feel slightly lost on your way, but trust Google Maps. Um, and uh, and when you arrive, you'll you'll drive into our farm operation with a 120-acre farm with 80 um, acres of fields uh, growing um, wheat and rye, uh, and uh, that uh, destination kind of just opens up into an outdoor all-family venue. Um, we have 30 beehives from uh, a collaboration with Sleeping Bear um, Meadery. Uh, we have a one-half-acre vineyard that we allow home winemakers to, to use. Uh, and uh, we have a stage uh, set up for local music and performances, uh, games. And so um, a whiskey is an experience uh, in northern Michigan. Well, i got to tell you, Richard, when I first uh, was at Iron Fish, it was at your grand opening, and I thought, what are they doing here? This is out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and this is never going to work. But, you know, look, you're, you are really close to Crystal Mountain, and that, I'm sure that helps. But look what you've done. It is really a cool experience. And then during, during COVID, you set up these, like, tents outside to have a little village experience, and that seems to have really taken off as well. Yeah, so you know, it you know, Iron Fish is uh, we we created last winter something that will continue uh, on into uh, the future, which is called Base Camp Iron Fish, and we actually brought in Arctic Expedition tents that have a snow rating. Mm. Um, they're tall enough for someone like me, six foot four, to stand in. They were they were they were uh, uh, centrally heated. Uh, and we, we designed Base Camp to be the place you go uh, as you um, gather your, your plans to figure out how to enjoy northern Michigan at Crystal Mountain skiing or along the lakeshore or, or snowmobiling, uh, fat tire riding. We have, we have actually fat tire 
trails that we groom right on our 40-acre maple property that connect to the Betsy system. And if you're staying at Crystal, it's easy to get to your place too. Mike, what's the experience when you come to uh, to your place? Well, I just want to give props uh, to Richard and, and uh, that iron fish. You, you don't have to even enjoy spirits, frankly, yeah, to, to, right. to you know appreciate what uh, they've developed there. Sure. But, well, thank you. Um, and, the, and the spirits are dynamite as well. But um, so for Mobby, um, we hope you, you feel a little bit of our history, um, but also uh, a, a fresh and energetic vibe. Um, our staff is, is amazing. If you're not welcomed five times uh, when you walk in, then, then we've made a mistake. We hmm. really want you to feel like your home in a sparkling wine house. It's our house. We're here to, we're there to serve. Um, great staff, outstanding staff. They're really what make Mobby special, in my opinion. And I'm lucky to work with them every day. But uh, it's a seated experience. Um, we've got wines by the glass, by the bottle. Um, our wine club members receive special discounts. They're great ambassadors for our brand all over, uh, the, all over the country, really. Um, but anyway, well, welcome to Mobby. Uh, we, we, we welcome you with open arms, and that's our, that's our vibe. Well, there are great experiences to be had. Mike Lane, Mobby Sparkling, and Richard Anderson, Iron Fist Distilleries, thanks for being with us today. Uh, really, folks, you have to come up here and check them out. You're going you're gonna to love it. Hey, we're going to go golfing next, so stick around to Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, along with Trevor Takach from Traverse City Tourism, our guest host for today's program. Trevor, uh, thanks for being with us today. Always a pleasure. We are at uh, Hotel Indigo in beautiful Traverse City, Michigan. If you've not been up uh, yet this summer, you need to come up because, man, oh, man, they are ready to uh, serve all of your needs. What a great place Traverse City is. It's, it's just stunning uh, year-round. Uh, I, I would agree. Yes, we are a four-season destination. Uh, people love us for our summertime, but a lot of those visitors need to come and experience the spring, the winter, the fall. They're all very special, and, and we're always open here. You know, the funny thing is I'm actually up here more often in the winter, I think, than I am in the summer, which is a shame because, man, oh, man, look at it right now. Uh, and I do love skiing, but I also love golfing, and there's a lot of great golfing in this area. Well, there is, and we've got uh, two of my very good friends here from uh, two very different uh, properties, uh, but two excellent properties. Uh, Treetops, we've got Barry Owens from Gaylord and from uh, our friends in uh, from Benzie County, Crystal Mountain, who is now a, a member of Traverse City Tourism as well, which is super special to me. Uh, Chris McGinnis is with us. And, you know, Michigan has more than 600 public golf courses. You know, and we're very proud of that, but we've got a very special, unique group of them up here in Northern Michigan. We call it uh, America's Summer Golf Capital, and that's what we're gonna talk about a little bit today. But what I always find interesting about this type of collaboration is you, you are competitors, but you're friends. And maybe you guys could kind of speak to that because that's really the core of it, because you, you've, you've got a lot of the same, but you're very different, and together you do a lot of great work. So, Chris, you wanna share a little bit about that? You know, first, Trevor, it's great to see you, and Dave, so good to have you here. And, you know, what a great way to tee up this conversation. So, I was thinking a little bit about, um, again, my journey with America Summer Golf Capital, and it actually goes back to 1985, when I joined Crystal Mountain. and. 
there was a golf association, and oh. it was the Northern Michigan Golf Course Alliance, all right? And my father, George Petritz, was on that alliance. And as my husband and I moved into Northern Michigan, got involved, my father was very quickly kind of assigning board seats as, as quickly as he could, and this was an area that wasn't one of, you know, a, very passionate for him. And for me, it was fantastic because it was a chance to do exactly this, to meet uh, our great colleagues who, yes, we compete, but there is a spirit of, I'm going to say, cooperation, of collaboration, of partnership in northern Michigan. And really, that's what drove uh, the uh, Golf Council, which then evolved into America's summer golf capital. And I think we all realized, and I go back, you know, I'm going to give my, my parents and, and, and people that came well before me, I think they realized that if you want to nationally and internationally create a brand for the amazing golf resources that we have here, you need to work together. It's not just what happens in Thompsonville, it's not just what happens in Gaylord or Lewiston, but it's this collection of golf courses. And so that was uh, really, that was uh, the uh, ins inspiration um, for uh, America's summer golf capital fairly soon, and Barry, you can begin to speak, uh, or easy for me to say, but you can say when you got involved, because I was there, I think, you know, as I say, going back to 1980, probably 85 or 86, uh, but when Garland uh, was very much a part, and uh, you were very much a part of that. Back at the Garland days, and of course now at Tree Taps Resort, yep. uh, very involved today as well. Absolutely, it's uh, it's been a neat run, and. Um, I think that, you know, as Chris mentioned, but a huge impetus is a lot of us uh, travel around and we looked and and we began to realize that we have this collection of golf that rivals anything in, uh, in the country, hence the name America's Summer Golf Capital. And there's no better place to go and play golf with the climate and the terrain and the soils and everything else that take place here. And, um, you know, I've, I've stolen the phrase, and I'll continue to use it, but a rising tide rises all ships. Mm -hmm. And uh, as we are able to work together, it's, uh, it, it helps us get that notoriety because, you know, we can beat up each other for the <laughs> I-75 or the 131 corridor, but, you know, we're so much better than that. And, you know, I think it's a big shout-out, too, to, to people like um, the Boyne family. Yeah. Um, Crystal Mountain, Grand Traverse, uh, Manistee National, and uh, even us at Treetops that have stuck this thing out um, here in the last few years, sometimes not even knowing what are we doing. <laughs> um, but we knew that we had something there, and it, it kind of continues to grow each year. So it's, uh, it's exciting. There's other members besides that, too. We have Arcadia Bluffs and uh, Forest Dunes, which are involved this year, which is a great addition with uh, some really great golf. But... Um, um, it's amazing to think uh, that group makes up 27 golf courses throughout the Ooh. the northern and primarily the northwest part of the the upper or the uh, top of the mitt here in lower lower peninsula. Well, I, I commend the thought and compliment you on the the foresight of, of knowing that you know golfers are like everybody else. Uh, they really don't care who owns these places. Right. They just want great golf, right? And mm -hmm. when you're coming to an area. Um, you know, maybe you want to golf every day. A lot of a lot of folks like that. They want to golf like every day of maybe a you one bet. or two week trip. <laughs> and you don't want to go to the same course every day. 
So you might want to stretch it out. And here uh, with America's summer golf capital, you have a kind of like a pre-packaged deal here where you can just go to this website. Which What is it, by the way? What's your website? AmericasSummerGolfCapital.com. Oh, that, that makes it a lot easier. AmericasSummerGolfCapital.com. You go to that website and you can find all these courses, high quality courses, um, all different. So the styles, uh, how would you describe the styles with the various courses? Just variety? It's all over from, uh, you know, the traditional links to, I'd call it parkland, to, um, you know, heavy woods and water. I, I, that's that's one of the neat parts about it, um, that um, there's something there for everybody. Some people don't like a links course. Some people do. Uh, some people don't like trees. Some days I don't like trees, but um, it's uh, there. There's such a variety out there that people, you know, they'll find their favorite. And I think that's one of the great parts is, is, you know, if you had a thousand people played and you ask them to pick their favorite, it'd probably be evenly split up over all these courses. Some people actually like sand. Crazy Wait. people. Yeah. They, you know, I'm there. gonna I'm gonna tee off on this just a little bit, and we can go back again a little bit historically in terms of why Northern Michigan, but. Dr. Alistair McKenzie said it really well when he saw this land. He said, near perfection. Mm -hmm. So Mother Nature, um, the, really the physical character of this space, uh, really, I'm gonna <laughs> literally and figuratively, it tees it up for fantastic golf. We've got the right soil. Again, in the summer, of course, we've got incredibly long days. Mm -hmm. um, Probably my favorite time, though, for our golf is in the fall Mine because too. then the courses are absolutely in the best condition and the weather is just perfect. Um, another great piece of much of our golf would be the views. I mean, they're stunning views. People can't believe it when they see uh, particularly the coastline, but the, the dunes and the beautiful parkland. And so. there's so much water and uh, trees. Trees are my friend, by the way. I get the best bounces. <laughs> uh, they really are the best, my friend. We only have about a minute. Um, now, now do, do you package up any deals or is the website really more just so people can find everything? There is. It's uh, there's information. There's great information on the site, obviously about each of the properties and the courses, and then there are opportunities to package up. We've developed a great uh, partnership with Sullivan Golf Travel, okay. and um, some of you may recognize it if you golf a lot. They are instrumental in helping people enjoy uh, the UK and go over there and play golf. So it's uh, it's something that's starting to happen here. We're getting people traveling from the states and uh, that's gonna continue to grow. It's fantastic. The website is americassummergolfcapital.com. Our thanks to Chris McGinnis from Crystal Mountain and Barry Owens from True Chops Resort for being with us today. And uh, can't wait to get out there and do a little golfing myself. And uh, Trevor Dekach from Traverse City Tourism, thanks for being co-host for today's program. Thanks for having me. Also, thanks to Hotel Indigo for hosting us today. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling.